It's Saturday the 22nd of July. I'm Kira Revens and this was a week that saw Leo and O'Leary pop into Kiev. Orgy face a new cash crisis. Killian Murphy chatting Oppenheimer and tributes to a music and fashion icon. Grab a call about something hot. Put up your feet and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. It's news but not the news. Leo arrived into Kiev on Wednesday morning to the sound of air raid sirens as he paid a surprise visit to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. He spent an hour in conversation and then held a press conference in which Zelensky called out Russia for abandoning the grain deal and its continued attacks on Ukrainian civilians. There were some powerful statements on behalf of Secretary General, but there is a need for some practical actions as well, which we haven't seen yet. His visit coincided with another US aid package, this time worth one point. $3 billion and including long-range weapons, air defence and more drones. Leo promised a further €5 million Euro in humanitarian aid from Ireland and also had both a warning for Russia and reassurances that Ireland and Ukraine's allies would stand by them. If Russia thinks that targeting civilians and essential infrastructure will discourage Ukraine's friends, including Ireland, well, it's wrong. Vladimir, we will stand with Ukraine for as long as it takes. Ukraine will prevail and Ukraine will be rebuilt. There was also an awkward moment as Ukraine raised the matter of what appeared to be a Made in Ireland stamp found in the wreckage of a Russian drone. Leo promised to investigate. He also said that Ukraine's future definitely lies within the European Union. Europe is as much your home as it is ours. And we, because of our circumstances, were able to join the European Union in the 1970s. But that must be the future for Ukraine and for your people in the years ahead. Ukraine was also busy with a maritime drone attack on the Kerch Bridge, which connects occupied Crimea and Russia. The explosion damaged the bridge's structure and was condemned by Russia as a terrorist incident. That attack may have influenced Russia's decision to withdraw from the UN-sponsored Black Sea grain deal, a decision which could have huge impact on food supplies to Africa and food prices across the world. On Monday night, US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken condemned the withdrawal, calling it unconscionable. So, the result of Russia's action today, weaponizing food, using it as a tool, as a weapon in its war against Ukraine, uh, will be to make uh, food harder to come by in places that desperately need it. This should be restored as quickly as possible. And I hope that every country is watching this very closely. And Germany's Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock weighed in too, saying Russia's decision not to extend the deal has shocked the world and she feels Germany will do whatever it can to help resolve the situation. Because Germany, our country, has been responsible for the most severe crimes uh, in the world in the past. It was and still is our responsibility to strengthen international law in order to prevent future wars, to prevent genocide crimes against uh, humanity. Meanwhile, following the Kerch Bridge attack, the NSC's coordinator for strategic communications, John Kirby, made a significant statement that won't have pleased Vladimir Putin as he recognised that occupied Crimea remains part of Ukraine. We made it clear to the Ukrainians that we won't encourage and we won't enable strikes inside Russia. What we are trying to do and have been for 16 months is making sure that they can defend their own territory. Crimea is Ukrainian soil. The citizens of Kiev had another surprise visit on Thursday. Hot on the heels of Theatok Leovarakar's visit, Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary also popped in to say hello. He met with Ukrainian Prime Minister Oleksandr Kubikov to work out details of a post-war plan for travel to Ukraine. He's proposing a €3 billion Euro investment with a new hub in Ukraine, which will host 30 planes and a potential 10 million passengers. We're here in Kiev. Ryanair is here in Kiev. We're working with our partners at the 
Ukrainian airports and with the Kiev Ministry to restart air travel to and from Ukraine and to rebuild Ukraine. Slava Ukraine! It seems like RTE's troubles haven't gone away with the public voting with their wallets on the state broadcaster's recent troubles. Figures released on Tuesday by Minister Catherine Martin show that almost 6,000 fewer licences were issued in the first week of July compared to the same time last year. Any changes in RTE's licence fee revenue has implications for their budgets, but Minister Martin says it's too soon to know how serious it is. It's too early to see if that's a long-term trend. I'm looking at the longer-term trend um, when, when I assess what my budgetary ask will be in September. Are are people holding back? Um, Is it just an initial quick reaction? It's possible that RTE might need interim budget funding for more than 16 million euro. And with that in mind, Finance Minister Michael McGrath wants people to continue to pay the licence fee and says no decisions on funding have been made yet. If such an ask ever comes to government in the future, uh, we will be looking very closely at the progress that is being made in governance, in the introduction of, and implementation of reforms across RTE. And that will very much influence government's thinking uh, and government's approach to this issue. But just like the ad says, if you've got a TV, you have to have a TV licence. Solicitor Dahi O'Donovan outlines what could happen if you get caught without one. The focus is going to turn to the judiciary where they're going to be asked to impose fines and also invariably when these prosecutions come to court, the judge is asked to impose uh, an issue of legal costs for bringing the prosecution and the public are going to be left wondering, why am I paying for all this? The chief executive of the HSC says there have been further referrals of cases of physical and sexual abuse at a community nursing home. This follows an inquiry into the home and a safeguarding review following the conviction of a healthcare assistant in 2020 for the rape of a female resident. Bernard Gloucester spoke to Orgy's News at One and began with an apology to the family of the woman known as Emily who spoke up. I want to again restate our most sincere apology to Emily's family and, and indeed to the families of over 22,000 people, older people who are in nursing home care across Ireland today, whom I have no doubt since this story first emerged last month, uh, you know, have, have concern. The review found reasonable grounds for concern around 21 patients and the HSE have commissioned an independent safeguarding expert to carry out further inquiries. I've asked Jackie McElroy to tell me whether or not I need to go back and look at every file since this person was employed why, why, in the service. Why weren't all the files reviewed? It, it essentially started with looking back at a period of time 70 around... 70 files. Why, do, why yeah, weren't all 70 reviewed? Because of, because of time. Then Aaron announced on Tuesday that Ireland was warmer and wetter over the last 30 years than ever before. That's based on data gathered between 1991 and 2020, which shows rainfall increased by 7%. Mary Curley is a climatologist and the project lead with the Met Office. She tells us what we can expect. We're going to get wetter, we're going to get warmer and we're going to see more of extreme events. So the likelihood of seeing more heat waves, more droughts, more flooding, all those events are going to get more extreme and we're going to see more of them. It's not all bad news. The study also shows temperatures increased by 0.7% over that time with growth in the number of hours of sunshine too, as pollution has been reduced. Planning for future extreme weather events is part of the service provided by Met Erin. Mary Curley says we will all have to make changes to adapt. We've already seen a few more 
more tropical nights where the temperature hasn't fallen below 20 degrees. And and I think we all find it's much more difficult to sleep in those conditions. You know, so we will see those and, you know, we have to prepare for these events and also try to mitigate against them. So to come on the Standard 7 Island edition, drama in the UK's by-elections and Killian Murphy chats Oppenheimer. Right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Friday morning saw the results of the three UK by-elections announced. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak had lost three Tory MPs in quick succession, including former PM Boris Johnson, which put the constituencies of Oxbridge, Selby and Somerton all up for grabs. Things didn't turn quite as pundits expected, however, as everyone got a seat. The Lib Dems took Somerton and Frome, overturning a 19,000 Conservative majority. Labour made history by winning Selby, overturning a 20,000 Tory majority and marking the biggest swing in by-election history. But just as dramatically, the Tories held on to Boris's old seat in Oxbridge by a mere 495 votes as a protest over London Mayor Sadiq Khan's green toll policy. Brand new Tory MP, not a phrase we're expecting to hear often. Steve Tuckwell says his super slim majority is a protest vote. The people here have been telling me that this has been a referendum on ULEZ and it clearly has. And now that, that message has come through loud and clear. You know, the ULEZ expansion, the determination to, to wreck business the determination to cost families £4,500 a year has cost Labour the election this evening. Are you planning to do a Barbenheimer this weekend? It's got to be one of the most insane, unintentional double bills we've ever heard of. And the meme-tastic Killian Murphy is at the heart of it, playing the title role in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, a dark drama about the man who invented the world's first nuclear bomb. Roles like this don't come along too often, though. Here's Killian explaining how he got the gig. He doesn't have a mobile phone, so it was his wife called me. She she passed the phone over and then he said in his very British, very understated way, you know, that he's making Oppenheimer, he'd like me to play the lead. You get what you get a few of those in your career maybe. You know, maybe one or two if you're lucky. Sunday brought some sad news with the announcement that British-born French actress and singer Jane Birkin had died aged 76. Rising to prominence through the 1969 hit single Je t'aime moi non plus alongside her then-partner Sergei Gainsbourg, she went on to have a prolific film career which spanned more than five decades and she was also adored for her personal style, inspiring a famous luxury Hermes handbag named the Birkin. Here she is talking about her own version of the bag. Rest in peace, Jane. As it was mine, 
I just thought it was more fun to hang things off it. So I hang my watch off it and my all my baubles and bangles and beads. Because when you walk around, they jingle and jangle. So it's a, a happy sound. You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit the follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.